Texas. We're back. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we haven't been here in a while. Well, for us, I guess, really, there's still new episodes that are going to be coming out. But uh, really, for us, we haven't we haven't met since a week and a half. I think the day before. It was the day before the, the, uh, Capitol, events the Capitol. Yeah, the events at the Capitol. Yeah, so, was. so a lot it was has the happened fifth. since we last Almost uh, too talked. Yeah, almost too much to really yep. put into one... Um, one episode, and I don't really want to cover the capital thing because it's just been that that horn has been freaking blown. Yeah, I mean, it will yeah. get in. We'll get in. It'll, well, we'll get we, into and it. also, that's like we said, just like what a week and a half out. So I mean, there's still a lot to be learned about it. And, that's true. You that's know, a good point. And a lot yeah. of it now. See, because be... we get we also that's that's funny, right? It's funny how like we're so pressed to get out, like. News just goes too fast. You don't give anything time to like develop and learn about things before we make a decision. Yep. We all just want to make a decision fast and move on. Like I'm guilty of that for sure myself, and it's something I shouldn't do. You know, you got to really this capital thing. It needs like months and months of really. They need to be able to determine everybody what right. really happened and what's going on. Yep. Either way, that was crazy. But uh, I did want to start and uh, get your take on. I know what my take is on him, but I just wanted to get your take, Levi. By the way, I'm Boone. Oh, and I'm Levi. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, Donald Trump is going to be leaving office this Wednesday, uh, supposedly. God, just yeah. just go, yeah. dude. God dang it. Okay. Oh my I'm God. Sorry that. Yeah, Jesus. Oh <laughs> uh, no. But uh, yeah, uh, let's just hope this thing just goes off. Let's just let's just anticipate this thing's going to go off without a hitch, right? And uh, Trump's leaving office. Uh, I just wanted to kind of cover Donald Trump, you know, because uh, I have a certain thought about him, and I'm just going to toss this to you. Right. I'll, I'll clarify what I mean by this after, but I want to see what you think about this. Okay. Donald Trump, to me, is th- at least America's, but maybe in our life, in, in modern history, he right. is the largest patsy ever. Patsy? Patsy. Oh, yeah? Like, Oswald, like, like taking the oh, fall. yeah. For an event. Oh, Absolutely. Yeah, he's just, it's the biggest uh, witch hunt since the Salem witch trials. Basically, I mean, they have just come after him, man. Like, never before. Like, nothing I've seen in my lifetime, that's for sure. You know, we, I mean, I don't know about you. I can remember, like, Clinton, Bush, and Obama, and then Trump. I mean, definitely the uh, most... Uh, exciting president of my lifetime. Yeah. All the all the yeah. presidents of my lifetime have been pretty boring, pretty just average presidents, you know. I, I guess things got a little shaken up there in 08 with Obama. Yeah. You know, I remember that uh, quite well. Yeah, the back but, end uh, of George Bush got real, just real long and like, oh my goodness, man, are we yeah. ever going to come out of this? Kind mm-hmm. of, yeah, I remember. That was kind of the first president right. that I was, me too, like yeah. you, you know. But... I mean, Bill Clinton was pretty exciting. Come on, man. Yeah, he was. Come I mean, on. I didn't inhale. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, I mean, dude, he's a talented guy. You yeah. know, damn, dude. You know, all, all, all things aside, all bad <laughs> things aside, you know. But, uh, yeah, with Trump, the re- so, so I would say that Trump is the world's largest patsy that we've ever seen uh, in modern history. And the reason I say this is not because I'm defending Donald Trump or because I'm not defending him either way. I'm just kind of calling it how I see it again. And I wanted to emphasize this, too. Really, if you if you are listening, this is an opinion based show. We might read things like that are you know factual because we're reading them, but for the most part, we're not trying to break any news or anything like that. We're giving our opinions as people that just want to 
chime into the conversation. It's the modern way of doing it. Right. And that's all we're really doing. So yep. take it for what it's worth. But I say Trump is the world's largest patsy because, okay, so Oswald is the, you know, is the, you know, a patsy that we all know, you right. know, someone who was considered shooting, you know, John F. Yep. Kennedy. And a lot of people believe that he wasn't the one who killed him. Some people believe that he was just involved with it. So no matter what Trump's involvement is, maybe Trump was involved in all of this chaos that has ensued. But I don't think it was all his fault. Right. But he has almost taken all of the fall. Oh, and yeah. I think the Capitol, now we can tie that in, I think that yeah. hurt him badly. <laughs> oh, badly. Absolutely. Because of the way it's been politicized and used since then. And... um you know, and, and he does, he, he plays his role in that. You know, that, that's where his personality just got the, it, his personality is a hard one. You know, he's, it's not that he's a bad person to say, but the things that his personality, the traits that his personality has, you know, it can hurt him in times like that. You know, yeah. and it really showed. And, and uh, that that's going to, you know, he he'll pay the cost for that. I don't see him ever recovering from that. I really don't. I, I think people will always shy away from him being president again quietly because they don't want to see the chaos again. Exactly. You know? But again, that's why he kind of he's kind of taking the fall for a bigger issue. And to me, the bigger issue is this. I, we talked about it in an episode about education. When did they take over the education system? When did they create the Federal Reserve? When did they start really taking control of money? When did they take, you know, the basically the association from gold or any type of, you know, real hard asset to, to what they were creating, uh, the money that we all use. And I did read an article that even the Dutch bank is shutting Trump off. You know, like he's getting canceled in, in big, on big proportions here. Yeah. And uh, he's going to really, they're really making an example out of him, you know, whatever that means. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean... I'll toss it over to you if you have any thoughts on, on the Patsy, kind of the Patsy thought with Trump that, you know, it's just, oh, oh, well, I'm saying it's, it, too, it's years, it's just decades of bad policy right. is what it is. That, let's just put it easy. Right. It's, it's just decades of two, it's two parties. Someone said this the other day, and I thought it was a pretty good quote. And I don't even, I think it was someone hard on the left. They were like, uh, they, who cares? Who even cares? Just someone that said it. They said, uh, they said, What's worse than a uh, what's worse than a two-party system is a one-party system, but what's better than a two-party system is a three-party system or a four-party system where we can have more of a conversation of a national dialogue. You know, especially when we get into the debates, yeah. and we see five, six, seven people all of different statures going on and talking about real issues. It's impossible to ignore real everyday issues if you have six or seven different people with six or seven different, you know. <laughs> backgrounds and people supporting them and different, you know, platforms, so to speak, there's no way you're not going to get more dialogue. You absolutely are. And uh, I thought that was just a, a great point too. But, right. you know, the all of these lifelong politicians, I mean, the Joe Bidens, frankly, of the, of the world, <laughs> they are the real, Trump is a part of the problem maybe, you know, yeah. in the past four years, he's definitely bucked their system. I mean, yeah. you know, definitely he's done that. Um and he's made some mistakes, but he is not his fault. I mean, it is this lifelong politician continuously making bad policies for people, being out of touch with common people, and making policies that, frankly, don't make any sense for them. You know, people think it, 
Is this the first time we've gotten a huge trillion dollar bill and most of it's gone overseas? <laughs> yeah. No. You know, this has been no. going on for, yeah. a, for decades. Longer than I've been alive, surely. So that's the problem. That's yeah. the problem. No, that's, that's it. You yeah. know, I, we were talking about that before the show. You know how uh, <clears throat> neither one of us, you know, I, don't, I think it's fair to say neither one of us are exactly tr- Trump cheerleaders, you know. Uh, but we do understand, I think, uh, what led to Trump. What what has led to this situation? You can try and blame it all on one man, just like you were saying. But we got to talk about what has led to just this this crossroad in history, really, where we're uh, for our nation. You yeah. know, where I think we're as divided as we have been probably since, if not the 1860s, then the 1960s. Yeah. You know. I think that's safe to say. We're sure. as divided as we've been since like the 1960s, you know. Yeah. Uh, but uh, but yeah, no. I mean, I, you hit the nail on the head with just saying how they're just trying to throw him under the bus for what is in reality a giant snowball, you know, going back, you know, to the Federal Reserve, sure, but even even beyond that, you know, uh, and uh, yeah, I think that that's. That sums that up pretty well. Yeah, uh, yeah. I would say that uh, there might be some, you know, behind the Capitol riots. I would say that uh, Trump's definitely put the final nail in his coffin. Uh, and, I'm, and I'm not saying like he did. Uh, I listened yeah. to his speech. Politically. I listened yeah, to the yeah. speech before the riot, and I wouldn't say that he incited anything. It was just the same old rhetoric. No he's more been than, for, the other, than other politicians two, did know. the same thing right. that he did and, and incited riots the same way he did. Most definitely yeah. they did six, seven months ago. Right. We know that for sure. Exactly. That's a fact. That's just a yeah. fact. And news anchors egged on riots. Yes, and, they you did. Know, I, mean, yes. For, I mean, for real. Uh, and that's a whole other a whole other uh, road we could go down yeah. with this, but uh, but yeah, no, with the with the throwing Trump under the bus thing, I mean, they really just our problem in America is more than just our uh, just our you know liberals and conservatives, you know this big this big split that everybody thinks we have in this country. You know, I think what our problem is in this country is that we live a uh, basically a fiat lifestyle a fiat system out of our know? means out basically. of our means it's, it's way above our means as a nation and uh you know I, it's like ron paul's been saying for decades that you know any nation that lives above its means for any length of time is destined to live beneath its means for for at least an equal <laughs> length of time yeah you know uh but yeah no it's just a giant snowball of situations i think it to say that it's all just oh it's just the pandemic it's just uh, Trump you know once once Trump and the pandemic are over which well, like like you were hinting at earlier might just go hand in hand Trump leaves and the sun comes out and the flowers we all knew. bloom and people and, and, pe- and, and you know coronavirus is gone you know people knew a long time ago I think people after the election said watch when Joe if Joe Biden gets elected COVID's just going to disappear. I think people were saying that. It's just that so much has happened since then yep. that we've forgotten about that. And now yep. that it's happening, you know, now we're sitting here like, oh, look at that. But, I mean, I think we've known that was going to happen, right. you know, and I think we've assumed that was going to happen. And, yep. and it's sad, and it's sad for the people that still suffer, you know, from their businesses being shut down or, or have lost their jobs or have lost their lives or their health or anything else. And 
you know, we will actually get into talking about COVID in a little while, and I probably need to think about an idea while you're talking and write it down, <laughs> or I'm going to forget it. But uh, I did want to tie into this really quick because you're talking about Ron Paul, and and he does talk. He's one person in the media or in politics who has talked about ideology, just like not right or left, not within that paradigm, but just ideology. You know, our relationship as people with our government or, you know, like what is it and and what is the idea behind that relationship and how strong are ideas, you know, and, 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 you know, it's weird that a year and a half ago the world was so different and then all of a sudden, you know, it's like were these ideas that are going on today, were these always rooted within people or were these brought about and did people just like jump on these ideas like a roller coaster and are just riding them around on social media platforms with each other? You know what right. I'm saying? Or is this, uh, you know, what is, is this a trend, you know, or, you know, or, or is another idea going to take place or should we as people just always be open-minded enough to know that ideas change as life changes and as things right. grow, you know I mean? What is kind of your thought about the power of ideology and and what it does and can do to a society? Oh, it's uh, it's it's revolutionary, <laughs> you know. To to pick a to pick a, if I had to pick a word, uh, you know, I think one of uh, one of the favorite things I've ever heard from Dr. Ron Paul is that uh, you know uh, he says that once an I once a, an idea he doesn't use ideology, but. Uh, once an idea takes root, you know, it, it, it's very hard to, to pull out. It's, it's very hard to get rid of that idea. It's really got nothing to do. Once it takes root, it's got nothing to do but grow. And uh, I think that that metaphor, even though Ron Paul uses it a lot for the liberty movement, it can be used for any idea, any ideology. That same metaphor can be applied to that same... That same logic, that same process will happen. And uh, that's what you're seeing in America, I think, you know. Uh, and I think it's been there. I think, like you were saying, it's been there. But Trump was definitely a catalyst that brought it out. And like you were saying, everybody jumped on the bandwagon. People Trump jump, people jumped on the Trump train, yeah. you know. Yeah. And uh, it became, a, you know, he, he became an idea that really caught some steam. Uh and whether or not that steam has, has fizzled out for good or whether the, the, the it's going to be reserved for later. The danger with that becomes see. is that they can do no wrong. That's right. one danger with extreme ideology yep. is that you never, you're never wrong. You're right. never wrong. And any means necessary to achieve it. Yep. And, and now what you have in this country, especially with social media, and I see it and, and, I, and I, you know, have promised myself I really try and of course I have in the past but you know you know getting caught up with any type of you know squabble on you know it's one thing to communicate but it's another thing to just you know make negative comments at people and things on social media but you see the rhetoric on social media just kind of being a spectator and uh, you see the rhetoric and, and how hot it is and how there are multiple I'm sure extreme ideologies oh, yeah. that are never wrong they're never wrong. They, there's everyone else is always wrong. It's everyone else, yep. and this is a dude. I mean, just the core of who we are as people. Like, you can't grow as a person if you don't look internally every day and try to be better for yourself. You're like, you're not perfect. I'm not perfect. 
No one that walks is perfect. And you're going to get further from it the more you wake up every day and don't look inward, but look outward for the solutions to all of your problems. You think that everything that happens to you and everything that's going on is everybody else's fault. And no matter what your ideology is, that's the common denominator with all of them. They get caught up in this way of thinking where they can't listen and learn from anyone. And it's like every single person you meet in this world, if they're black, brown, green, blue, religious, not religious, gay, straight, woman, man, you know, in between, it doesn't matter. You could learn something from every single person you ever meet. You can. If you have an open mind to do so, you could. There's good and there's something good from everyone that you could learn from everyone. That's the beauty of this world. That's how we are all tied together. But no one wants to see it that way. You know, they would just rather get caught up in these strict ideologies, you know, and just, no, that's the way, that, that's the way, that's the way. No, that's your perspective. And it's beautiful. Right. Stand for your history and stand for what you believe in. Oh, that's, that's beautiful. But you have to understand that millions of other people have the right to do the same thing oh, yeah. from all over the world. We should be standing, not just in America, all over the world to preach their history and their right to be around, dude. And th- this, it, it, th- how about that idea spread? Because right. it's peaceful, man, and, and everyone wins. No one loses, man. Right. I just don't, it, it's unbelievable to me that people just get caught in this. That's what's more unbelievable than anything, is that all of a sudden Joe Biden wins and now people from the left are saying, these Trump tards got to die, man. They got to go to concentration camps. And I know not everybody's saying that. Right. I know reasonable people don't even get on that yeah. shit and get caught yeah. up with it. Reasonable people are gone. They're out. Yeah, but wake up, man. Wake up. That rhetoric's driving the world crazy, and it's and it's driving our country mad, man. What all of us have built, you know. And and I look at this too. When the Black Lives Matter movement was going on, I looked inward towards myself and like my knowledge of what Black history was in this country. Because I'm 33 years old, and though I've done that loosely, I've never really done that, you know. Because those are our countrymen and women. Right. And I believe that their history, actually, in my opinion, is the most inspiring of all the American population because of what they went through to get their freedom. Right. And I think right now we should learn from that. And we all need to let go of that ideology and stand together, man. Like, you know, it's, we're in this together. And this brings me to my next to the next point that I want to make real quick, and I'll toss this over to you because I want to get your point. And I speak to people in cities because I live out in the rural areas, and I want to live a simple life, man. I don't give a shit. I don't don't need fancy stuff. Mm -hmm. I don't need to be close to convenience. But if you want to be, and if you do that, and that's the way of life you choose, then I'm all for it, and that's beautiful. But I definitely want to talk about the, the impoverished part of the cities and the small businesses that really did suffer when massive protests took place, you had, of course, the small groups of people that decided to take advantage of that and just destroy things. And it happens all the time. From every side, it happens. That's exactly what happens. What do they say? You know, the mob mentality, right? right. Yep. And uh, I just wanted to point this out. The Capitol building had people storm it, and it took some damage. It definitely had some damage to it. Not near what the cities did right. after, they, after the protest. Not near what happened to them. Yep. Okay. Look at the Capitol building now. Is it still torn apart? 
Are there still holes in it? Are the windows still bashed out? It's going to be back better than ever. They're going to have more security than they've ever had. It's going to be better than it's ever been. It's going to be stronger than it's ever been in two weeks. Yep. Look at your cities. Look at the inner part of the cities. Look at the businesses that were burned to the ground. Are they still burned to the ground or are they fixed? Did they help you with that? You know, yep. this, no. is a, this is a populist thing. This is not a right or a left thing. This is a, po- a worldwide populist thing that says, why control people? Not even, don't even fight it. There's nothing to fight. You just live your life free and do what you feel is right and treat people with respect, you know? That's, they have no control over that. Yep. There's nothing they can do about that. Right. That's it, you know? And that's what people should be doing. And I hope that more people get back to doing that. And uh, that's the point I wanted to make. And if you want to add anything onto that, then we can get into uh, the COVID talk. Yeah. Well, I, uh, I mean, like you were saying, that that's a very good point. Excellent point, I think. You know, how the Capitol building, no, I, I guarantee you, not a single one of the windows. Or I don't even know. I, I read somewhere that it was only one window that got bashed out. I don't know if that's true. That's all I've really seen. Uh, like at least one but, side of the building where yeah, the windows got bashed but, out. Anyway, I guarantee you not a single one of those windows are still broken. They've all been replaced. All the damage that's been done has probably been replaced by now. Uh, and the cities, no, you know, many of those many of those windows will never have those boards taken off of them again. You know, many of those businesses will never open up again. Those damages will never get fixed, you know, uh, just like in those in those inner cities. And uh, and honestly, I can't even sit here and talk like I know a lot about the inner cities because I've never I've never lived in one. I've really only ever driven through them, you know. Uh, but uh, but anyway, yeah. There's that. I'm not. But gonna yeah, yeah. But you don't have to. Anything. You don't have to yeah, stand. Like you for... don't have to. You don't have to live in one yeah. just to see what's what's happening there. And I think one of the big problems is that this is what happens when you centralize power. You know, when you centralize power, you centralize priority. And when they have all of this, you know, of course the Capitol building's not going to have any sort of sustained damages. They'll be able to rebuild whatever they need to rebuild. Because even if they didn't have the money, even if the country was completely broke, the Federal Reserve would just fire up their printers. Well, and, 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 and they would they would get, you know, whatever repairs they needed done. Uh, so, you know, let's not sit here and act can, like Can you really quick tie that into, because you, you're making a great point about the consolidation of power. And right. I, I would like for you to talk about what you were, earlier you were talking about something called like the convening of the states. The, conven- would, the convention of the states. The convention of the states. Yes. Uh, convention of the states. Yeah, we were talking about that earlier, you know, and this is what happens. You know, uh, centralized power is really something that goes back the debate in this country goes right back to the very founding of this country, the anti-federalist versus federalist debate, you know. And I think we've talked about this on the, on the show before. So our viewers, you know, the few, whoever's listening to us should hopefully know what the federalist versus anti-federalist debate is. But it's a debate that's came up quite a few times in this country's history. And one time it came up, it was pretty explosive. It was a pretty explosive debate. Yeah. Uh, and it, it, and it, was, it was the Civil War. You know, with slavery acting as the uh, catalyst, but the real fundamental debate of the Civil War was federalism versus anti-federalism, uh, and uh, with that convention of the states, I was uh, that you mentioned, uh, that is an option that the states have, and I, I, it's been a long time since I've read about it. I don't remember the exact process that it would need to be done, but essentially, the the states could get together and they could. 
amend the Constitution or, you know, change what needs changing. It's kind of like what happened at the, you know, the end of the Federalist versus Anti-Federalist debate. They repealed America's first Constitution, the Articles of Confederation, and they replaced them with our Constitution that we have now. And, excuse me, when they, uh, when they did that, they, they did that to expand the government. They did that to expand the scope of centralized power. And at the time, it was, it, was a, it was a very good point to be made. You know, the Articles of Confederation definitely weren't perfect. Uh, but I think long run, that system has gotten a little bit out of control. And we might need to rein it in a little bit. And have kind of the same thing. Especially leave it to the states, right? I mean, would that just mean the states get to... Would that mean they would, like, rewrite a federal rule? Or would they get to just make, like, their own... Just kind of bring back their own power, basically, you know? Yeah, you know, that's what... Or could it be either, I guess? It could be either. They could get together and make whatever sort, you know, like... Just like in 1787, you know, or 1789, uh, they got together and, and expanded the federal government, you know? Uh, something very similar, I believe, needs to be done to rein it back in. Yeah. You know. Sure. Sure. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's a that's a very good thing, and I always like to hear new ideas within the confines of some type of basic platform that we can all fundamentally agree on. You know, and I right. think like just the idea of freedom, man, just not not selfish freedom. That's not what I mean. Not a selfish like me versus the world type of a freedom, but like. I'm going to do the best to build myself because that's what makes me strong for my country, for my community. That's what makes me better is if I can, I can help people the stronger I am. And, and I can be strong if I focus on what makes me strong, you know, and only you know that. No one knows that for you. Definitely not some government in Washington. And right. I was thinking that it's like, what is this president even, what does it really even matter who the president is at the end of the day? You know, watch, I mean... People really might just kind of go back to normal right now with oh, Joe Biden. Very, I mean, that's a very good possibility that you know that this kind of just was like one big play, and uh, after Biden's inauguration, they're all gonna you know the whole Congress is gonna get together and hold hands and take a bow and be like, all right, everybody, back to normal. You know, we were just we were just testing. Yeah, we were just trying to see well, what you'd do. You well, and, I, and you know who's gonna <laughs> and who's gonna lead the charge? I know he's not in Congress; he's a governor, but he's gonna show up that day. And he's going to walk in, and his nipple rings are going to be hanging out. <laughs> and he's a buff guy. I'm sure he's not a bad guy. I'm not going to knock on the guy, because I've had a nipple ring. I've had both my nipples pierced. Have you really? For real. Oh, my god. That's a fun fact right there. I not really me. have. And one of them, dude, I got done at a party yeah. when I was just drunk and stoned and I was young, dude. And But we planned it out. Like, the girl was trying to become a, a pierce. Right. Uh, uh, you know, a, what do you call it? A piercer? Yeah, I don't even piercing, know if you yeah. call it that, but... Uh, I'm, I'm probably insulting their profession. Right? Not even called that, you know. I'm sorry, but uh, I don't mean to. Uh, and and we just decided. I was like, I'll buy all the sterilization. You know, you get something that's good, and then we'll just do it at the party. You know, and uh, decided to just go for it, man. And she did it, dude. And uh, it hurt, dude. I swear. But I went to go get the other one done professionally, like to match it. Yeah. It hurt worse. Really? Yeah. I was oh, like, wow. dude. I, he was like, well, what was the difference? I was like, well, I mean, I was way. I was stoned and drunk. He was like, well, that's why. That's why, dude. Yeah. But anyway, that so. That would explain it. Yeah, so here's the leader. He's going to lead us in prayer, and he's going to come in and Mr. Andrew Cuomo from New yeah. York, the governor himself, the gov himself, uh, G-O-V, yeah. babe. G-O-V, G-O-V Cuomo. Yeah. He's going to walk right in, and he's going to say, on January the 11th, we simply cannot stay closed until the vaccine hits critical mass. Mass. 
The cost is too high. We will have nothing left to open. We must reopen the economy, foot stomp. But we must do it smartly and safely. So everybody, if you're listening, it's all good to go back to work, open your businesses up. Andrew Cuomo has finally decided that it is good. We are all safe. No one else is going to die. Uh, Andrew Cuomo has said it's good. Yep. So, We're all uh, good. Uh, COVID-19 is, is still... Uh, actually, to be honest with you, that's a total joke because uh, I'm sure they're still going to push mask mandates and oh, yes. they're still going to push their vaccination. But, boy, the rhetoric is changing, man. It's changing. It it's is. changing fast. We got it's into this a little a earlier. It's positive now. Yeah, we, of yeah. course, and we knew this was coming. Of course, we got into that earlier. We knew this was coming. Uh, it's yep. not something to be surprised about. I'm not going to knock it, though, because I support it. Because yeah, let it, it go, up, Jesus, yeah, please it let up. it go. Let it go. Yeah. God, please let it go. The numbers just don't add up. I know so many people have suffered. I know people who have suffered for, from this, yeah. for it, and, and I apologize. It's no offense to you, but it makes no difference whether people are wearing masks or going in and out. It, it's impossible to control, and it needs to stop. Yep. It needs to stop. So I'm fine with it. Let it roll. And, uh, but I do think it is hilarious. Yeah. You know, oh, especially, yeah. I mean, the, come on. The, the complete dude. 180. But quite, I mean, the, just you know, the fact that he's run his state into the ground with his ridiculous regulations, and now he's left with nothing, and he sees that. The, the realizations of his own sh- shitty policy are just coming back to haunt him, and he yeah. sees that, man, and he's like, we can't do this. <laughs> Listen, I'll give, I'll give the one up that Trump's personality definitely just deflates that whole thing his personality is hard i get it but if you think trump is a little off the reservation as far as his personality dude look at cuomo man yeah this guy wrote a book and i'm not sure again he might be an okay guy i'm not even gonna but as as a leader and what he's doing i mean man he wrote a book in the middle of a pandemic in the summer when he had you know, switch people from nursing home to hospital or from hospital to nursing home that had diagnosed with COVID and killed, basically, basically had what his policy killed people. Yeah. I mean, you know, I'm not going to say he killed people. I don't think that's fair, but right. his policies did kill people and, and, and then has the audacity to write a book about it. I mean, you know, again, these are the people that we're entrusting, you know, right or left, you know, there yeah. it's, it's unbelievable, and, and we still are forced, I say forced, the businesses I feel like are forced to mandate us to wear masks around our area still, and um, you know, we're still just, it's beating a dead drum, talking about the mask, uh, it says on the box of mask, I, I would just, you know, I know that it, I'm sure it may take away some of the possibility, but it obviously just doesn't work, I mean, it is, it's going to be what it's going to be. Right. Um, uh, the other thing I, was, I said earlier I was going to write down, I didn't write it down, but I remembered, is there was a congressperson, and I don't know right or left, but I think it was, I don't know even, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, but they said to another congressperson, like, uh, um, oh, you're not, you don't have your mask on, you know, and try to accuse it like of biological warfare. It's biological warfare, you don't have your mask on. And it's like, if you are saying that to a congressman that, uh, or an American, if you're saying that to another American for not having their mask on, then your rhetoric, where did it start? Who started it? Where did this disease originate? If, that, if, if we're so pissed off about it that we're forcing own, our own Americans to wear, wear a mask or, they're, or they're, they're infecting people and they should be, you know, blasted and they should be, you know, prosecuted and, you know, 
called out, then who started this and where did it originate? Because we should be called, then with that same philosophy, you should be attacking them and calling them out. Right. You know, and so if it did start in Wuhan, China, then America collectively should be saying, well, they're, they, yeah, that's yeah. biological warfare then. Right, that's, that's some dangerous rhetoric. Yeah, but right but there and I too. don't I don't promote well, that. Right, right. I don't you're, promote you're just that. I'm just their saying logic that's their logic. When does it ever stop? Yes, you know it's like we've got to, dude. It's gonna be what it's gonna be. It, the again, I don't I I don't blame China, and here's why you can't blame China because America does it too. They right. create viruses and play with them in labs too. Yep. So and they probably did it. Who knows who did it first? So yep. it doesn't even you can't blame. I don't blame China. I don't even. And I, I do another thing I think too about when we call like like when our if our president says this and I understand that like you know we need to be like American first. I do believe that we need to take care of each other. Just like you take care of yourself, take care of your community. Right. Your country's strong. If your country's strong and you're smart and you're positive, the world it reflects in the world as well. It spreads on from there. It goes right. from the roots up, you know, it doesn't come right. the other way. Our founding fathers wanted us to be a Example for the rest of the world. They didn't want for us to actually go out and physically try and change the rest of the world. Yeah. Because that does not work. But I, I think about what people, like just people in China that may not even like their government, but they also probably don't like another like American society talking bad about them either. Right. Do you know, like, like we wouldn't like that. Right. And they oh, probably, yeah. and I don't want to do that because I bet you the Chinese people are beautiful people. And I, they have a lot of people over there, and they have a rich, old, historic culture. Yep. You know, and they're smart. Do they do a lot of bit good business? I mean, obviously they are where they are. It doesn't. It you know speaks for itself. I don't want to be like them. I don't want to wear masks in cities because it's all right. smogged out. You know. Exactly. I think America's on a good path as far as having people that are very aware of like trying to keep the environment clean and things like that as much as we can. I, I think it's a good move. I don't think that's bad. Even if we're not doing damage yet or if it's just going to be in the future, it's never bad. Or if we've done so much damage, it's never bad to be as clean as you can. That's right. never a bad thing. And, and uh, I, I love that. I don't want to go over and you know have like smogged out cities and adopt all these Chinese policies or anything. But why talk bad about people, you know? Like right. let them live how they're going to live. It's the same thing. You go over there and you... You know, you, you get in the middle of civil conflicts and tell people that what they need to do is, is, is you know, get, a, you know, democracy, you know. Come on with your democracy and, yeah. Hey, whoever's listening from those countries, stay how you are. Because <laughs> uh, it's obviously not working over here right now. Now, we need to get our stuff in order, you know, and, and uh, we need to look at ourselves in the mirror, all of us, man. Oh, and, man. You know, I'll if you... you what, yeah, America better not ever try and tell another country how to run an election again, man. <laughs> you know? After this whole thing, and you know, I mean, I've I've said this a few times over the past couple, you know, over the past week and a half since what happened at the Capitol happened, you know, and that we were talking earlier about following rhetoric to its to its fullest conclusion, you know, and uh, all these Trump supporters that I've seen just do a complete one eighty ever since what happened at the Capitol. You know, these same people who have yelled, you know, uh, the election was stolen and this is the death of our republic if Biden gets in and all of this. These same people who have screamed this for two months and then some people, you know, I, you know I'm not going to comment on, you know, whoever it was, if it was Trump supporters, if it was Q people, if it was uh, Antifa, 
Who all knows? of the above. Actually, all of the I think above. it was all of the above. Yeah. I really think it yeah. was all it, of the it, above. That's probably the most but, logical uh, assumption, honestly. But, uh, yeah, but anyway, regardless of who did it, following the majority of all these Trump supporters' rhetoric, I mean, take your rhetoric to its fullest extent. You have no reason to turn around and run. I mean, this is just this is the culmination of your rhetoric, you know? Uh, and it, if it, whether it's the high watermark of it or not is yet to be seen. But... Uh, I mean, it's just, it's a, and it's a very dangerous rhetoric, you know, because these, these groups, I mean, we were talking about this earlier. Who knows who controls these groups, many yeah. of them, especially the Q thing, you know, the whole 4chan thing and 8chan behind that. There's really, we, we have no idea who controls those, yeah. who's pulling those strings. And, uh, you know, we won't dive too deep into that because that's just a really deep rabbit hole. Well, no, but that's but, a great point on the yeah. surface, though, is that, and I thought that too, is like, you know, it's great. Uh, so what's the end game? You storm the Capitol, and you and you, and well, I guess we'll get into it a little bit. But you like know, everyone. Here we go. But, but, Here we go. But, but you storm the Capitol though, and and what's the end game? Then what? You you're gonna start doling out social security checks that still need to be owed, and making foreign policy decisions, or who? How, what gets? What takes over? Who takes over? Is there an election? I mean, there's. There's, you're giving right. people no hope. You're just going and storming the shit and, and throwing chaos in a time when we don't really need that, you know? Right. And that, so I guess just the, I'm not really, I'm not really knocking people's right to get out and do something about things. I understand people's frustration. God almighty, I understand people's frustration with politics in general anymore right. and, and media. I just, it, it's, it's beyond, but, uh, at the same time, man, the tactics on that is just way off. I mean, that's just not a good move. There's no end game, and, right. and there's no there's going to be zero support for that. Because, I mean, though these corrupted people are in charge right now, it's like, I mean, you know, <laughs> I think we're all smart enough to know that you don't want to fill it with the vacuum right. either. That's right. not good. There's way too many factions right now. Uh, you know, we got... People need to come together, you know, and figure this out together before we can tackle the beast that is our government that has really caused this problem. And until we come together as people, right and left and in between, right. and say what's our common goal, then we can go in and really have an idea of what it's going to take to elect better people and really get involved in the electoral process to not let any rigging happen and get some more parties in the game. You know, and, and I think that's one way we can break the system peacefully. Right. That is one way we can do it. And I know for a lot of older people, they hate the idea of more than a two-party system. But, yeah. dude, again, I, the power of ideology. Yeah. Let go. Bob Dylan, your favorite. Remember Bob Dylan? You know, all those people that love Bob Dylan? He said, the times are changing. You know, get yeah. out of the new way if you can't lend a hand. The times they are changing. I'll never forget those words because when I get old, and my, it's not my skin in the game anymore. My kids are grown, and you know it, it's someone else's time. You right. know, and when uh, again, it's these older people being the presidents of the United States. It's never younger people. It's you know, I, I'm. I know some people are going to hate me for this, and I don't know what elections are ever going to be like again. But if they ever do go back to being somewhat trustworthy, and we actually do have elections, uh. Man, I root for Tulsi Gabbard, man. Someone like that, you know. Someone, someone young. Uh, and again, hopefully, maybe even we could get a, you know, 
a, a new party forming to where some of these people kind of come together with yeah. ideas, you know? And I well, think that's what we really need. We really need that, man. South Dakota, Levi, here we go. This is why I don't swallow the red pill right here. I love what South Dakota has done. It's a beautiful state. I literally, in July, I drove straight through South Dakota all the way through that thing, dude. I went and saw the Badlands. It's a beautiful state. The people are awesome. I love it. I have no qualms about South Dakota. The governor did a good job. She didn't never enforce the mask mandate hard, or she was never a, a big deal. But the uh, Oh, Joe's coming out here at a good time because uh, the governor of South Dakota came out and is fighting against their... They voted to have marijuana legalized. Oh, really? And oh, I believe yeah. she's fighting it to be legalized recreationally, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken. But she is fighting the legalization of it. She's, oh, again, really? fighting it. And this is why I don't swallow the red pill. Yeah. Let it go. This is why you don't have, this is why people don't get involved with your message. Let it go. If you don't know about marijuana by now, and you haven't <laughs> studied it by now, and, and the, the yeah. comparable to alcohol, it would make alcohol look bad. I assure right. you, from someone who has used both, you know, steadily, uh, it would make alcohol look bad. Yeah. And that's why, you know, if it's not comparable, it's... Yeah, exactly. No, it's, I think it's, <laughs> it's much safer than alcohol, I think. Gotta let that go. I mean, you know, the hypocrisy behind the whole alcohol and marijuana thing is, is played out, but I think it's a very good point. You know, it's a point that we should just hammer home. Because, Texas. Because, Abbott. yeah. Dude. Listen up. You Dude, say you man. want to make this a Second Amendment state, and I'm all for that. I promise. I promise that. you, I will... But, Part of our, you know, you know, our individual liberties. Owning guns is one of them, but I mean, you know, so is living our lives accordingly, you know, to how we want to live. And as so long as we do not infringe upon the life, liberty, or property of anyone else, those are individual liberties, if you ask me, you know. And uh, and you know, I'm all for the whole Second Amendment sanctuary state thing. Let's do it. But let's also become, an, you know, an individual liberties sanctuary state, you know. Legalize it, man. Yeah. Legalize it all across the board recreationally. And I'll say this, dude. Even if it's a rigged election, Abbott, I'll vote for you twice, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I will vote for you no. twice, man. If you just legalize it, dude. Just Actually, let it roll, man. Just, just yeah. let it roll, dude. Why not, man? Why not? It just well, Abbott's only, oh, Abbott's only yeah, got right? like one yeah. year left. 2022. 2022 is the end of his terms, man. He what has... What do the elections look like in two years? Do you think man, people you go out and vote? Any... Do you think people will go out and vote, or do you think people will not vote anymore? Well, the state elections are always not a, never as big a turnout as the presidential I, elections. I bet they'll be bigger this time because people want more say-so. Exactly. And that's the way to get more say-so, yep. actually. That's really the way to go out and do it. You know, get out and vote for them local elections, those state elections. And, uh, you know, who is, who's going to be running against Abbott? Do we, do we have any idea who's running against Abbott or anything? Uh, I, honestly, I don't even know if Abbott's going to be running. Is Abbott running? Oh, I'm uh, sure. Or, I mean, Well, how I'm many sure. terms do a Texas governor get? I, I don't know. I, I don't think they even have term. I don't think they have term limits. They don't limits. have term limits? Not, I could be way wrong. Man, you know about what? I'm gonna that. look that. No we idea. gotta look that up because uh, that's that's pretty. You know, that's important. To, because you know, get, Abbott could only have one year left. Uh, who knows? Yeah, uh, and in which case, I'll still vote for him twice. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, if you just yeah, if you're going out, I mean, come on, you know. But I just think he fundamentally doesn't believe in it and doesn't like it. And 
has never, you know, used that and doesn't. Oh no, yeah, there is no government term limit on uh, for the governor. Tor- we just got a new segment. Why aren't yeah. there term limits for the gym <laughs> Oh my no. God! No term limits no. on Texas governors. Wow. <laughs> we are falling yeah, apart. Right. Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, uh, damn, well, dude. I, I don't know who's going to be running against uh, Abbott. Maybe Matthew McConaughey. Who knows? Dude, who I, knows? if Matthew McConaughey runs, where to? Oh, I'll, dude, I'll vote for him. And that is, <laughs> I, I predict, and this is my prediction. I could be way wrong, and I'll laugh at myself. If I am, and I probably could be. But there's going to be something called Trump syndrome, man, and it's going to rub off, just like it's happened before, you know, with Arnold Schwarzenegger and other people. Yeah. When when people that are famous get into politics, yeah. it rubs off, you know, and I think oh, yeah. you're going to see it. I really oh, do. The, the McConaughey-ism. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Everything's going to be all right, all right, all right, man. Dude, I think, I think if, you'll if be pretty popular. Runs, I'll volunteer for his campaign, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, real. yeah. I'd get into that. I would get, I'd into, get that. into that. I mean, man. dude, he was in. I mean, uh, he was in. You know what? What well, dazed I mean, and honestly, confused? Yes. I mean, yeah, we would have our confused. governor that was in dazed and confused, oh, the Texas governor. That is yeah. kind of cool, man. Yeah, and, just... and he's from here. Come on, dude. And he, Give it he's a break. hitting on high school chicks back in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's iconic, man. Yeah. And I and I really actually like his way of thinking. And I know a lot of people make fun of him. I know they used to, they did a uh, Jim Carrey. I think did a spoof on him when oh, he did yeah. the Lincoln commercial. He's uh, all, I'm just sitting in this Lincoln, rolling the booger. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was oh, great, dude. dude. Yeah, but uh, you know, but, you can spoof on people, yeah. but it's all respect. You know, I think a lot of people have respect for Matthew McConaughey, and right. uh, man, he is—he's something else, you know. And I think he probably would be more. I don't think he'd come in and be like, "Oh, let's legalize weed," but right, I think yeah, he would no. definitely hear out the message more. Yeah. And boy, I think we could use it. I—I'm not all for, you know, go Texas, go blue. I don't care. You know, I—I I don't. Right. I, it really, at the end of the day, I really don't care. I just want to live in a happy place, in a happy world, and be focused on the things that matter in life, you know? And that's where my focus will lie. I, I think these politics are ripping us apart, you know? I, I hate to see it. We should have a foundation of ethics and morals and beliefs, and that's the, not the, that's the Articles of Confederation, what that's the, you know, what, that's the Bill of Rights, that's, what is it? Right, the Bill of Rights. Yeah, you know, I mean. I, I would say, you know, and, and and a little point to make just to, to just to uh, point out here is that the Bill of Rights is something we wouldn't have without the the uh, anti-federalists. You know, during the whole big debate, the federalists had no plan to put a Bill of Rights into the Constitution. Yeah. But the anti-federalists basically said they would not sign the Constitution without a Bill of Guaranteed Rights. You know, and this this system has just trampled all over them. If you ask me. So did the Federalists and Anti-Federalists become the two-party system? Did they become the Republicans and Democrats? Yeah, kind of. After after the uh, re- uh, not the Revolution, but after the uh, signing of the Constitution, and the Constitution came into law. That's when you the, uh, they split into like the Whigs and the Democrats. You know, and then later I think the Whigs basically kind of morphed. Over time, into they were the, called the Whigs. The Whigs, yes. So why the were they called the Whigs? Well, that was an old English party, and they were the Whigs were basically the English liberals. Okay, you know, before the American Revolution, uh, they were the they were the kind of classical liberals. You know, excuse me, the classical liberal party of England. You know, they weren't even really. Uh, they were. Did a party, they? Did they know, like but, ironically? Did they wear the wigs? 
Well, yeah, I mean, during the uh, during the 1700s, I mean, the wigs were just kind of a... They were something that most people... At least that was the fashionable English... That was English fashion. Really? You know? Yeah, the wigs during that. That's why you always see that in the movies and stuff, yeah. you know? And, and also, I mean, at that time, lice was a big problem, too. You know? That's why... Uh, if you lived in a city back then, you know, you probably Damn. wore a wig. Damn. Because lice, you know, in, a, in an area that was so condensed, lice would, like, would be a much damn, bigger problem. Man. People have just but, always uh, had problems, you know? Like, yeah, just, just never. Wigs. Just, just these ne- dudes just randomly wear wigs. There's just literally never a time in history that people just didn't have some real problems, oh, you know? Man, it's like every know? generation and, has theirs, oh, right? Dude, and this, you know, and we've definitely got ours today, and, you know, but they're not. I think that our problems today, they're not, you know. They're not like the problems of the past. It's really hard to, you know, when I try and rail against, you know, like the the modern system and stuff, you know, it's hard to complain about it because we don't have the problems of the past. I'm not trying to say we do. I'm not trying to say people are dying every day of, of fever and polio and, and who knows what. War, and, you know, hard well, war. And, well, and and there, are, we, there are people there are all wars, over the world. And there yeah. are definitely people out there fighting wars right now. And, and, uh, and dying. Uh, yeah, yeah, fighting and dying. But, uh... uh Definitely not as many as yeah. there's been in past years. Yeah. Definitely a smaller proportion of the population. There's no doubt about that. Uh, but it, you know, like I said, it's hard to complain about the comforts and conveniences of the modern of the modern age. But I I think that we our problems today are a moral problem. We have a, we have moral problems. I think as a society, you know, uh, and I'm not even talking about like I'm not sitting here and trying to say like Christian morals or anything like that. I'm saying, like, as a nation, this hatred and stuff that we feel, that's a moral problem, you know, I would say. That's a moral problem in our nation. That's something that you're not going to fix with any piece of legislation. Yeah, policy. Of policy. You're not going to fix that. You're not just going to slap some political Band-Aid on it and expect it to heal. It's not. It's just going to fester under that Band-Aid, you know, and... That I think is the is the real problem. You know? That's a great point, dude. Yeah. That's a great point, actually, and I do. I I, w- I would I would absolutely agree with that, man. I think that's a that's a valid point, and that's why you know throwing <laughs> you know throwing politics around, you know, and and we've all been guilty of it, you know, especially when it gets hot like this, like when it just you know you just like trying to figure it out and what's going on, and you know, at the end of the day, man, what does it even really matter? I mean, you know. What really matters is that you love thy neighbor, man, that, yeah. you, that you reach out to people, that when you come in contact with people through work or whatever, just random strangers, that you're kind to people, you don't, you know, disrespect other people, and, I mean, the you moral of a society is is everything. I mean, people are like, well, how do people in those countries, like, like, like North Korea, for instance, you know, like... Yeah. We assume that everyone in North Korea just hates to live there and looks at the rest of the world like they want to be out in the rest of the world. We just assume that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. they might not. Right. They might love the way they live. Some of them. Some of them. And I'm sure it's mixed. And and some of them might, you know, like really be appreciative of it and uh, ha- have a lot of respect for the fact that they live in the 21st century where Twitter and and Facebook basically run most countries and... They are, they don't even know what that is. Yep. They have no control, you know, of them. And, right. uh, you know, here the rest of the world makes fun of these people, you know, and they, and I'm not trying to, again, condone them for like any being good or something or right. higher moral compass than anyone else. I'm just saying that, like, 
People just don't want to learn from other people. We, we could all yeah. learn something from North Korea, I think. Uh, like, from that type of, like, don't let people control your country, man. Don't don't let outside forces in. Like, that... that well, they also have a very tight-knit, tight-knit universal culture in North Korea, too, really. You know? Yeah, and I, and I know they're... I know they're they yeah. can be antagonists, and I know there's a lot more to it than I'm saying. You can't just... There's bad people out there that would probably hurt you. It's not to say you can't learn something from them. Right. You know what I'm saying? And, and with North Korea, again, like, you know, we've sat here and just... I mean, at some point, America has to decide, like, what it really wants to be. We've all, we're all immigrants here, essentially, and we all might even have native mixes in our family genetics as well. Right. Because we, you know, especially people who have been here, families who have been here a long time. But do we, at some point, we have to just stop being a country of like open, open borders and just people can move here. I mean, you, we have to just be, there has to be an American society that's, that's here and we can't allow that anymore. I mean, Right. You or or we don't have a country. I think that I exactly. I think that what we're seeing now is, you know, and I hate to say it because it sounds so negative, and it, I know it's so like counterintuitive to the way you're supposed to think, you know. Uh, and it's the way I've thought most of my life. You know, I've 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 loved the fact that America is so multicultural, and I've always thought that's a beautiful thing. You know, uh, growing up in the uh, in the religion that I grew up in. Yeah, I was around all the different races. You know, we, we lived in a, in a pretty urban area, and we went to a rather large uh, church, and it was, you know, that all the different... It wasn't a, just a white church or a black church. It was, it was... There was every race in this church, and they were all our very close friends, you know, and I thought that that was... I thought that was a beautiful thing. But they were united by faith. Yeah. That's a very important... That's, very, that's a very important... Uh, piece of you know to that unit is that they were unit they were united by something and we have to have something in this country that unites us if we don't then you're just going to get more of the same of what you're getting now and it's just going to get more and more intense and more and more hatred we have to come back to something that can unite us and i i i hope and i wish that people could come together on the idea of liberty you know the idea but you know that 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 idea has been tossed around for for uh, for decades well, now. And, but it's, and it's the, the other growing. the other it thing I will growing. the other thing I will say to my point too about letting you know and I don't it, it's hard to say again like I'm not saying you you disassociate from the world but you have to it, I mean either we have borders or we don't it's got to go one way or the other you don't pretend like you do and then don't right. you either have borders or you don't have borders and either way I guess you know you go with but. Make up, make up your mind what it is. But again, and you, you let people in to some degree. I, I mean, I'm not saying you don't let anybody in or you never let. I mean, I'm sure there's people that are smarter than I that figure that stuff out, that have a good grip on it, I'm sure, you know. But the way we have in the past, I mean, the way people have, have come over there, like we have to decide if, if you know, <laughs> I mean, essentially, where, where are we going to go from here? I mean, yeah. Where do we go from here? That's a big question that America is asking itself right now. Sure, sure. And and the other thing too is that I'm quite that I hesitate to say this, and one of the big reasons is because I do understand that we've gone over and helped be a part of the policy that has displaced a lot of people. 
yes. that want to come over here now because their areas have been torn apart. And morally, it's hard to say no to that. I mean, right? Exactly. You destroy, it, as long you as can't, we keep dropping bombs yeah. on their homes, you really we can't. can't expect not them fair. to need a place it's not to fair. live. It's really not fair to do that. I, I, yep. I feel like that. Um, so that's there too. But these are all hard issues to solve. Again, I just I throw them up and I think about them. And again, I don't like to. You know, you think about it's. It would be easy to just kick North Korea, countries like that. Right. Kick them. There's their shit. There's nothing. They can wipe them off the face of the earth. Oh, That's yeah. what people think. You know, or or you you look at their culture and say, I don't want to be exactly like them, but are there some things that we could learn from them and why they they don't have these Twitter problems and these, you know, these moral compass issues. I mean, I don't see. I mean, th- essentially, their whole country could just stand up and overthrow their government and break that chain. Why don't they? Well, I don't see uprisings there. You know, I don't see a a moral breakdown there. I don't see it. I again, we don't see anything. But you think you would if there was. Right. Um, So uh, it's it's an interesting thing. And again, it all just comes back to the way we treat each other. And just because you say that, you know, I mean, look at Europe. I mean, they have all their countries, different histories, and those borders are tight and right next to each other. Yeah. You know, and their borders are very important, and people go to and from, and they respect them. And you know, we should all we should we should implement these policies. You know, we should look at these things, and and uh, you know, but instead we're we're kind of just in this in this weird zone right now. Yep. But you know, again, I and I don't know. I mean, for me, I I, I feel pretty optimistic. I'm just going to always be an optimist, no matter what. And uh, I think that there's a lot of people right now who are going to fight with, with everything and not keep an open mind and want to attack people. And uh, they're going to, you know, break themselves down through this. And there's going to be a lot of people that do that. And I would just persuade, I persuade myself not to do that and not to be that way because there's going to be a back end to all of this. And, uh, you know, beautiful things can be rebuilt from from old ways falling apart too and you just have to be patient and let things play out you know joe biden's becoming the president now the other that other episode we're like joe biden yeah, joe <laughs> i don't even know why i said that dude honestly just stupid man but uh you know and i don't i i have really very very little faith in joe biden i just be completely honest of course yeah. but i do have faith in people in america and people in this country you know, it could be all good again. We all need to just study each other, you know, and uh, and just think of, think about each other, you know, and, and support your, your ways of life. Life's just too short to get caught up in, in the political mess. And, you know, I mean, how much in 2000, the other thing is how in 2020, how many people lost a lot? A lot of people lost a lot, you know. Who didn't lose a lot? Who had the best year of their lives? Was the media, the mainstream media? You know yeah. those, those lovely birds over there, man. They people were tuning into their stations in record numbers. They had people all tuned in, all frustrated with life, and yep. You know they and, these these policies. Big tech as well. You know, yeah. Big tech oh. entered, I mean, Twitter, Facebook. They're the know, devil, they're, man. Oh, dude. The censorship that's going on right now, and you know, <laughs> and I'm not saying the people who own it. I'm just saying the the machines and what they've oh, become. Yeah. They've it's, become it's, awful. Yep, awful terrible. man. The way they censor things, you know, and I mean they've been censoring people for a lot longer than people have now been complaining about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
I think you know. I think it's real funny. I, you know, people are complaining about it now. I'm back in August. I lost thirty thousand followers on a, on a Facebook page that I had. You know that they just they just zucked it one day. Just pulled the plug. Said old oh, zucker. Yeah, just old zucker. You know, and, <laughs> they zuckered and they, you. you know, kicked me off of my off of my personal account for like a. I don't remember, like a week or two. I don't remember how long yeah. it was. No, that was but pretty long in, in November, right? You were off there for a little while. Was that while. in November? Or you couldn't... No, you well, could... no, later on, that was back in August when that happened. Oh, okay. And then in November, right, about uh, a week and a half or so before the election, they cut off my commenting on Facebook. I couldn't comment on anything, man. Really? And, uh, yeah, dude, I couldn't comment on anything. Dude, it was crazy. I could still share stuff on my profile and see other people's stuff. But I could not comment on anything, and it, and then it only went until did, like a week they, or two after the election. Did they send you something? Yeah, they just kind of they just well no they never like actually sent me a message. But every time I would try and comment on something, it would just be like, "You are temporarily suspended from commenting until November twenty eighth or whatever." <laughs> to like a few weeks after the, you know, so they pretty much just censored me right through the election, and it wasn't just me. They censored thousands of accounts. Through yeah. that time period, you know. You know, Facebook to me it has intrinsic value to people because they've had it for so long, and they've literally have their life's pictures of their kids uploaded on there, and things like that, and their families, and yep. you know, so people that are passed on now that have pictures up there, it has intrinsic value to a lot of people. So Facebook is different. Twitter, what a waste. What is that? Yeah, no. I, Just, I hey, agree. let's react to everything in live time and make your rational comments <laughs> so the world can see it. Yeah. That's what it is. Oh, man. You know, and like Trump having Twitter, you know. It's a big day. It cost him. It, 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 it cost was, it him. It did, man. You know, because if, if he'd have just toned that stuff down a little bit, if he'd have just been a president who just like the rest of all yeah, the rest of them yeah. who just don't. Don't just tweet out what you're doing every single day and just just be the president, you know? <laughs> yeah, be, that was weird. Be, be on that back burner, you know? <laughs> yeah. You know, like, like every other president that's come before, you know? Yeah, and, uh, yeah. No, uh, he hurt himself. Well, I say every other president. Everyone that's been in my lifetime, anyway. Like I said, Trump is definitely the most exciting president of my lifetime. He broke the mold. That's <laughs> yeah. for sure. Yeah, he had a lot of good things, a lot of bad things. And how and a president a, is supposed to act. <laughs> he was a, he's wild, man. He's a yeah. he's a wild personality and he's it's wild that he won the election and it was a, a major milestone in American history. It will always oh, be remembered, will always it will always be, be told, it will never yeah. be forgotten. It was not an election. It was not a time to be well, forgotten. No, they're trying to wipe Trump away. They, well, they, they, but they but the more but you know what but they do. Yeah. The more you try, that's exactly why he's never going to go away yeah. because they're trying to. They they're making a big deal about it. That's the, the the whole thing is they fight this guy and they realize that, you know, they're they have just become him. Yeah. You know, from fighting him, and and they just look just as bad as him. Yep. And, and, and anyone who's fought him, anyone, it, it just looks bad for your reputation, who you are as a person, no matter who you are. It, it, it's childish, you know? If he really didn't matter that much to you, if he really was a buffoon, you'd just leave all, all well enough alone. Right. You know, and just move on. Yeah. Right? And it's just like I say with Joe Biden, I have very little expectation for Joe Biden, but I'll tell you this right now, damn it, I hope he does well. I hope he does, because that means we do well, right? And so I'll always be that way, man. I just feel like I'll always be that way because I believe it just gives us integrity for our country. And uh, 
You know, I know there was shenanigans, man. I'll, I'll also, in the very same breath, say that I know there was shenanigans with the election. But I yeah. believe that there's probably shenanigans in every election. I've said this multiple times. And uh, we, it's something we need to clean up, man. And, and people should fight for it. And again, I don't expect Joe Biden to do it. But I do expect that if people start from a year like this, good people might really make huge changes in their lives that know that they weren't doing what they could before. They weren't reaching their potential before. And now they're like, I need to reach my potential in life, you know? And those people might start taking a stand and doing things and getting active in, in life. And, uh, you know, we might see a big change from this just socially, not had nothing to do with politics or who's president, just socially from having a rough year. Yep. People might come out of this and really try to be good to one another. And, you know, you could have that. It's a possibility. So. And, uh, but there's going to be pockets of chaos. Oh, yeah. There's no doubt. That's not going away. But we can minimize it with good messaging and having good conversations. Again, immigration, health care. Dude, these things are never, these debates are never settled. They're always, on, they're always changing and they're always ongoing. And that's why we do have a political system to kind of iron these things out. If, if we didn't need to iron those things out, if everything was just decided, we wouldn't even need these politicians anymore. Just get out of here then. If it's all ironed out, just let us live then. Yep. You know, so one party kind of trying to get in control and trying to get in bed with big tech and have people censored and stuff like that, it's a slippery slope for either side. And I don't, I, I definitely, that's not a good trend. But again, get off, get off of social media for all I care. I don't think it has much effect. I think people have way too much uh, expectation for what social media really does. Yeah. I think it's a fallacy. Yeah. I do. I think people would just go back out and travel and meet people and there would be email. There's other ways. There would be other things that pop up that are, uh, you know, gonna. there's going to be new things that come up that are new ways to communicate that don't. I think we'll look back at social media and laugh in some yeah. ways and say, wow, that mm-hmm. was a very toxic, that was a very toxic phenomenon. Right. And uh, I feel myself, you know, and, and I'm not going to, I don't, I'm not like a big like, oh, I'm deleting this. I'm deleting it. You know, I'm not a cancel culture person. I'm just not going to get into that either way. Right. But I feel myself less and less having any really want to get on those sites or yeah. spend much time on that anymore. You know, I, I listen to music, play music, spend time with my kids. Uh, read, which I need to bring you that book back. Re- read even some work, you know. Uh, watch watch videos on other people's platforms too, you know. Um, right. We can spread the love on other people's platforms. What a beautiful thing that would be. Leave these, leave one or two platforms and go start, go start, all those people you love, go start getting their content on their websites. Yeah. Go start trafficking up their websites. That'd be a great thing and a beautiful thing and Again, I think even the web platforms, like even the, like GoDaddy and these, you know, like the people who own the web host yep. are even becoming a little, you know. Oh, yeah. Well, GoDaddy, I was just reading the other, uh, there was some sort of uh, gun association yes. on GoDaddy. AR15.com. AR15.com. That was the one uh, that they just pulled the plug on them, man. You know, just like, just like that. Just, oh, you know, we don't like you. Pull your servers. No more. You know. Yeah, it, I hate to bring up the cliche reference of 1984, but I know you've read it, you know, and I know that anyone who's ever read it is should know the memory hole. 
down the memory hole it goes, you know. And that, yeah. that's that's kind of how that is. When they just yank something like that, it's just like, oh, down the memory hole, you never existed, you know. Yeah. You don't you don't matter. This is gone. You you're 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 done, you know. Yeah, well, it's and, the, uh, for a site like AR AR15 who can come back and get news coverage and make a big stink about it, they get put back on and they right. did. Yeah, they but got on for a someone server. but for someone who doesn't have a big a platform yet who's getting started if they just went on a, a, a purge and said well once AR-15 goes then there won't be any other ones coming after it you know they could right. purge everyone else and no one would really even pay attention to it right yeah. or and that's where the real danger lies is like you know even shows like this and I know they're you know no you know I mean we have a small listening base I doubt they would come in and you know censor us how stupid would it be right but I think we could end the show we'll end the show right here and I want to end it on this right here right. if you have anything else you want to say you go ahead I think I we've this. covered I think we've done Plenty. a good job of covering everything you know if you no matter what it is no matter what it is in life if it's if you want to create more people who want to, to go out and use marijuana and, and illicit drugs if you want to create more QAnon people if you want to create more Antifa people then continue to fight these things like there's not significant issues that you solved or that you created and put there. You created these people and every time that the system fights them, they just grow. They just grow in numbers. When you center them, they grow. They just grow naturally because you're doing it. So when you legalize drugs, People are going to say, oh, why they legalize? I'm going to go out and use it. It becomes cool to use drugs. It becomes cool for kids to use drugs. It, it, that's the irony in it. You know, just educate people about these things. Be open. Tell people why you're doing things. That's the real solution is education. Telling people, being open, you know, being an open book, telling people why you're doing something, explaining to them why policies are there, explaining to them, admitting your mistakes, you know, Let's talk about how we're going to move on. But the more you just say, let's just arrest all these QAnon people, all those people that were there at the Capitol that day, for instance, all those people that were there at the Capitol that day, one or two percent of them were a radical. One or two percent. By by now, the rhetoric that's going around calling all of these people terrorists, all you're doing is making them more radical. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. When the rhetoric gets out there that they're terrorists and that they, you know, I mean, you know, I know that only nobody in their right mind is actually going along with this, but I know it has been said by some crazy kooks out there, you know, that Trump supporters should be thrown in camps and their children should be sent to re-education camps and that, you know, that's just so, I know that that sentiment doesn't actually exist among the vast majority of people. (laughs) But with this social media platform, those crazy kooks can get out there and they can and they get presented as this is what everyone on the left thinks. You know, this this is what every one of your Democrat friends thinks. They all think you need to be thrown in a concentration camp. You know? That creates like you said, it just radicalizes more people. People see this and they are like, what? You know, some people who are radicalized, there's no saving people. There are there are crazy people in this world. There's no doubt about it. I'm not I'm not gonna. There are a lot. I'm sure a lot of them. But also a vast majority of people, 
that if their edge, if they had a different direction, if they had another opportunity, if there was something else being offered to them, they would take it. But the system has failed a lot of people. These old institutions have failed a lot of people, and they've created these in a lot of ways. They've created these radical movements that are going on. And the more that they continue with this BS and the same status quo, the more you're going to have these things growing and just lurking in the shadows of America. Yep. And and uh, you can deplatform or whatever, but. The way we really do it and change it is by making a better society. Starts with the individual, the individual, and it grows up from there. We want to say thank you so much for listening to our podcast, The Independent Thinking Texans. A lot of times, you know, we may not necessarily know what we're saying or doing, but who really does in this world? It's a busy, busy place. Thank you so much for taking the time, though. We do appreciate it. Keep thinking for yourself, always and forever. Have a great day.